0: know he's already here. Amen. Amen. He's been here, he's already here, the atmosphere is already atmosphere is already is been set, but we just want to uh we just want to pray one more time and allow him to use us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We thank you because you are such a good Father. Father we realize that we can't do nothing without you. How can we do anything without you, Father? It doesn't matter how much we try, Father, we can't. And we don't want to because it's only by your spirit, Father, that we can preach your word. It's only by, Father God, your impartation that we can speak of you, Father. So in this moment, Father God, we empty yourself. I empty myself as your beloved son, Father. I remove every flesh, every fear, every doubt, and completely surrender myself over to you, Father. So you may do whatever you desire to do. in Jesus name we, do, we pray. Amen. Amen. That is beautiful. So um, this is uh, week two. Did, did any of you guys learn anything last week? Yes. A little bit. Terry, just a little bit. Okay? I know a lot of people are kind of rub. a lot of people are wrong., okay. content. You know, be content uh and some say well you know I, I know how to be content maybe i'm you know just this or that but um it is important to know that uh we what the father does is not what makes him great it's just who he is in our life is is what makes him great amen cuz he's our father regardless amen he's our father regardless we don't think Him, we don't acknowledge Him, we don't worship Him because of our circumstance, but because of who He is. Amen? So uh, we are still on the same series of be content. And I know that's not a, you know, a message that often preach in, ter- in church, but I think it's probably because there is a, you know, a misconception or a stigma on it. Often it can perceive as, okay, you know, just being a, you know, um Whatever you have, stay there, and it's and that is part of it, you know. But I think it's never about the circumstance, but it's more so about how you react, you know, how you deal with it. That's always a thing because we all want to be rich and and wealthy and all that kind of stuff. So whenever somebody hear about be content, I'm like, uh. you know, most people are not fully happy with that, and you can still be wealthy and still be content because. Billionaires, many billionaires, they, they have a lot of money, yet they still want more, 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 because there is an emptiness. So it's not so much about the money or about whatever that circumstance or that situation may be. It's more so about that emptiness. There is something that's missing. And they think and they have trying to create situation to fill that gap. But it's not a gap that can be filled with anything else but the Father. Amen. So, um, and that is pretty much what we're going to be talking about today. So last week, we pretty much talked about the whole concept of be content, and we introduced you, we introduced you to you pretty much, you know, uh, how Paul talks about him being content and no matter what circumstance he faced in life. And that is definitely, we're going to continue that, but more so today, we're going to see it more so from a child, a children perspective because one thing about this ministry is our lenses are different when we read the Bible now all of us we don't re- read it the same way we used to read it anymore amen? amen because we don't just read it just to read the Bible anymore but as servant or as church members but we now read the Bible as children of God so because we are children of God so everything changed the lens change the concept changed. Um, when we see blessing, now we need to know more because the father's talking about us. So everything that we see in the Bible now, our perspective is different because the lens is different. The revelation is different. The information is different. So, um, we're going to pretty much continue. Uh, well, last week we talked about characteristic of discontent or discontentment. And some of those, those characteristics are restless, So people that are that live with discontentment, or at least the characteristic of that, they are always restless. They are always unhappy about their circumstance. They are always unsatisfied. They're always curious. They're always complaining. That's one of the worst. (laughs) Always complaining about what's not working. What's you know who did. What to them, you know, what could have done? Always complaining. They always have a story. They're always running. Enough. So, But those were characteristic of discontentment. They're always grumbling. <laughs> and they're always anxious about things. Because... They just don't know how to fix the situation they just don't their lens of looking at the situation is from a perspective of servant or an unbeliever where they just don 't know when you don't know you don't know Many of us who've been in church for many, many years there's a lot of things now now I can preach from that perspective of I understand that when the father's talking, everything he written is about me, but at first, I used to think that well, this is uh, am I even in this? How, how is that connected to us? But now our lenses are different. So that being said, today we're going to cover the level of content or the level of, of being content or content or discontent based on a spiritual maturity. So again, last week we just talked about we kind of just break it down, but today we want to show you Contentment from a place of maturity. What does that look like? More specifically, spiritual maturity. And what a better example to use than one of our own sonship. Again, it is funny because I was reading, as I was studying this week, um, the Father was revealing to me, and he's always, for whatever reason, whenever it comes to, whenever it comes in this moment in my life, every time he's talking to me, he always take me back and trying to change my perspective on how I used to see things. So when I start, when I start, you know, just preparing message for this week, and and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, how do we go about this? Because there is something in there that we all are to learn, but He was telling me, hey, you know what? Okay, the only way, the reason why often people are not content with their life or their circumstance, it has nothing to do with so much the circumstance, but it's because of maturity. Where they are, you can only see based on the level you are. The Father can only communicate with you at the level you are. And I don't know, uh, for those of you guys who are familiar with the, the five level of sonship, we have nepios, anybody else? What's the second one? Well, I guess it's up there. Okay, it's not tricking. There we go. <laughs> we have nepios, <laughs> pateon, technon, naniskos, and Weas. In all those five steps, they are pretty much describing your level of maturity. When you pray, you pray from that place. When you're crying, you cry from that point, from that place. Your faith level is on that place. When the Father's communicating with you is based on that level, and when you face circumstance, you see it from that place because that's where you are. Amen. And pretty much, nepios are. And now, we, just so you know, we're talking about spiritual maturity. We're not talking about, even though I say infant, we're talking about your spiritual life your spirit man your soul your soul level and your mind how is what is your level of maturity if I call you today and say you know what Uh, I don't like you (laughs) from what place are you gonna take that then that's based on your maturity amen because I can tell you I don't like you if you're mature you like oh you know what I love you too But if you're nebios, because you're are an, you an infant in Christ, and Paul talks about that, amen? He always brings, and that's the one thing about, I love about him, and this chapter is pretty much where this whole message is really based around him. He always talks about his growth level. He talks about where he came from and where he is now. And even for us, in regards to the, cha- uh, to the um, topic of content, you know, being content, it's all about growth, we all are growing into this, you know, this is a growth. This is, this is a growth life. We are growing. We are maturing every day. So today we pretty much going to be talking about, um, well, let me just kind of break down a little bit. So for the nepios, when you're a nepios in Christ, mature, maturely, when you're nepios, you are, your your maturity level is pretty much from zero to five. So you're pretty much an infant. And we're talking about American terminology now. (laughs) Other countries probably different. But for, as a nepios, your maturity level is from zero to five. You're pretty much an infant. As a pation, your maturity level is from five to 12. So you're kind of like, I would say, uh, uh, Alana, uh, Akira. And as a tech nun, you're, mat- you're pretty much a teenager. And pretty much, and Apostle has a whole message. You know, we, we're just kind of running through it, so it's, this is a, a, um, a message is not going to be focused on that. But Apostle has a whole series about your level of sonship, your maturity, <laughs> So, in the East Coast, from 21 to 40, in weas, you become mature. But for this particular message, we're just going to focus more on nepios. Let's look into this and see what it says. Um, so, for maturity state, when you're nepios, so we're talking about a nepios child being, or a nep- nepios infant State, state of mind, how they think a Nepio's infant is a baby not old enough to speak or function. This infant of god house will make sound of selfish whining concerning his own provision and protection. This child is in the house in an air, so when we talk about in the air he 's pretty much. He is heir of throne, like he is one with Christ. He's in the body of Christ. He has Christ DNA, so he's an heir, but not mature enough to have the right to the uh, to to the inheritance. So pretty much, even though he's a he's an heir, he's a child of God. He is in the house. He's in Abba household, but you can't give him his inheritance. What? The father has called them his destiny, his purpose. He cannot receive it. You can't give a child or an infant from zero to five, the destiny. It just won't make sense. It's like me giving Papa. There we go. Awesome name. It's like me giving Papa a car key, like uh, my, my BMW out there. And <laughs> I'm just saying that I'd actually <laughs> giving him. <a laughs> we can delete that. Um, we can, giving him my car key and say, hey, you know what? This is this is yours. Take it. The church will be in trouble. You know, Grace Summit will pretty much call us and say what's going on and all that kind of stuff. But um, where are we? This child is easily influenced by various circumstances. We're talking about maturity. He's pretty much easily influenced by various circumstances. Teachings and schemes of men. Because his that child is immature. He's an infant. He is given to jealousy, quarreling, and division, and boasting. So when you are in nepios, that's their state of mind. That's how they think. Every little bit of thing drives them crazy. So they can easily, it's not even they can, they will. Give in to those things. He is in desperate needs of tutor and guardian to agree with the spirit and unveil his or her maturity. So Papa needs his mom. He needs people to help him get to his destiny because otherwise it's not even happening. It's impossible for him to make it. It's impossible, literally impossible for him to walk, let alone understanding, let alone discerning. So because of that, that is why the Bible talks about when I now understand, after I realized that when the Father took me to to that, I'm like, oh my God, okay. Then that's probably the reason why, not probably, that is the reason why. Being a Nepios is not just about destiny or discon, 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 discontent. Discontent is not all about destiny, but it's more so about your maturity. Because you're at a place, you're immature, so you cannot receive. You at you at you at an immature stage in your life. Everything is an issue for you. So because of that, you are at a place where you cannot even. Comprehend. You cannot even tolerate. You cannot even receive anything. So, having a state of mind of where you're constantly discontent, discontent, or not fully mature, you pretty much at all time, you always need somebody to help you. So, because of that, when you have a nepios, and it's funny because going back to. The characteristic of a discontent. Oh my God! This word. Discontent. (laughs) (sighs) Discontent. Okay. Maybe I should have written it in French. I think that would have been better. But anyway, (laughs) discontent. There I go. When you're at that place of discontent, it connects easily with your maturity. So the, the reason why I bring this up right now is because in order to get your destiny, your level, it's more so about you knowing your identity than anything else. Because once you get to a place of knowing your identity, of maturing, then everything else will fall in place. reason why? I'm going to prove it to you. True content is in, or true contentment is in identity. When you know your identity, you when you mature, when you're conforming into the image of Christ, then you can receive your purpose. So because, a lot of time, because of the fact that you're not, the reason why everything in your life, like when you face a situation, it seems like every situation you face in your life, it's, it, it, it it, it appeared to be a challenge is because you had a place of immaturity where you cannot you can only receive good things. Make sense? You had a place the only thing they can tell you is good things. Otherwise you'll cry because you're still a baby. You cannot receive heavy food. You cannot receive solid food. So at a nebulous level, most of the time the reason why The body of Christ or God's children, we are at a place where every little bit of, every little bit of things either affect us or drive us to a place of anxious or we are constantly complaining. It goes back to that. It's because we are immature. Because what are the characteristic of discontentment? Restless? Unhappy, unsatisfied, curious, complaining, grumbling. And then look at, when you look at also nepios, the definition of nepios, it goes back to the exact same thing. This child is easily influenced by various circumstances. Teaching of schemes of men. And not only that, he says, he is given to jealousy crawling division and boasting that's pretty much the same thing isn't it the same thing they literally line up nepios connects easily with discontentment same thing you need to be you needs to grow up you need to you need somebody to literally teach you to Maturity. You have to grow into maturity because you're still at a place where you cannot deal with the circumstance of life. That's why Paul talks about how he dealt with, you know what, I don't mind living in whatever circumstance that I'm in. I'll be perfectly fine. Why? It's not because he didn't go through it, but he went through it, but now he's at a place of maturity. He's like, you know what, I'm since I've been through it, Whenever I see that kind of behavior, that's exactly where you can... That's, that's, that's what's going on. But now he's at a place of maturity. Hey, you know what? I don't need this. It's like been there, done that. I can live if I don't have anything. I'll be perfectly fine through whatever circumstance. Because he has passed the level of nepios. And he talks about it all the time. He says, you know what? When I was... When I was what? Okay. You guys know it. When I was a child, what did he used to do? What else? I act like, I reason like a child. I think like one. But then what? You guys know it. you have been in church for too long. <laughs> when I become adult, Okay, I put all the childish stuff to the side. So he's literally pretty much describing his life. He's like, you know what? I I used to be like that. I used to be like a nepios. The moment anybody tell me something, I snap on them. The moment somebody tell me anything, I go crazy. The moment, but now he's at a place of maturity. And we all, as children of God, we have to get to that place of maturity. Because other than that, otherwise we may never walk into our destiny. We may never see our purpose. We may never live life to the fullness of what the Father desired for it to be. Because the whole concept of maturity, some of the stuff that we deal with, the moment we get to a place of maturity, they won't even be a problem anymore. They are a problem because we're still immature. Remember? He says all those little bit of things. Little bit of things that are childlike stuff. But those are the things that he's hearing from them. And now because he, he was talking to them. He's hearing those things from from the Philippians. Like, I'm hearing stuff like that's not making sense. But I know exactly what's going on. It's because you guys are immature. Because you guys are still at a baby level. But it's fine. I'm going to deal with you. We're going to grow together, but I still have to point out the circumstance, the situation. Amen? And this is what it says on Galatians 4, verse 1 through 5. We're going to read the whole thing, but I mostly want um, verse 3. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, pretty much a nephew's. As long as the heir is an infant, remember we said heirs are what? You're pretty much heir with Christ. You, much, you have inheritance. Your father's a king, because the terminology heir is mostly used in kingdom. Well, only used in kingdom. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, which is a nephew, is an infant, a baby. So you have a lot of, <laughs> well, let's continue. He does, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he is owner of everything. So these young men own everything, but yet he's not even different from, he's no different from the poorest person in the world. Why? Maturity. But but he is under guardian and managers until the date set by the father. So also we, so also we, while we were children, nephews, we held in bondage under the element things of the world. Going back again to discontent. That makes me think that the reason why we always have issues with the problem of this world is because what? We're still an infant, which is one of my favorite, which is kind of like the main thing I want to touch base. It says we are held in bondage under the element things of this world. So a little bit of things like stuff, child stuff, like stuff that any little kids Stuff that shouldn't even be bothering us anymore. Those are the things that are bothering us. We're going into depression, oppression, anxiety. We can't pay our bills. And the enemy knows and he keeps using those things to attack us because he knows right where we are. He knows exactly what to use. Why? He knows where we are. He knows, hey, you know what? He's still a baby. He's still a baby, so I can get him. In fact, most of the time I truly believe the enemy attack you more when he knows that you're still a baby. Because he's not, okay, once you become mature, I can't really deal with you anymore. So I'ma do, I'ma go with full force. I'ma come with everything I have to tear you down while you're at your place of immature. While you're at your immaturity level. Because once you pass that threshold, okay, that's it. So which made me think that the things that we can, the things that we keep consider to be, man, you know what? I need more. I need those things. This is an issue. This is causing me not to sleep. I can't pay my bills. Those little bit of things, they're all part of bondage of this world. The things we consider as issues, in the father's eyes, he's looking at, you know What? I just can't wait for my child to, to mature. I just can't wait for you to get to that place where, you know what, all those things are under your feet. I just can't wait to a place where you're like, you know what, you can't pay my, you can't pay your bills, but it's fine. I'm content. I'm fine. He will supply all of my needs. This is not my fight. My father's a king. I'm an heir. Why do I have to care about things like that? The same way the Bible talks about how the earth is groaning. Nature is groaning for us to get to the maturity, to a place where we elevate, where we mature. Because they're all waiting to to, to take command from us. We're in control of all those things. We're seated far, far above all things, right next to the Father. But they can't take... They actually they're like, man, you know what? Even the trees are like, can can this sister get it together? <laughs> That's what they're saying. The water saying, like, Man, can this brother get it together? Like this week again? <laughs> I thought he was through with that. <laughs> I thought he passed that, but he's like, oh, okay, you know what? Nature. They're crying for us. That I guess now that makes me think, you know how sometimes you're sleeping at night and you hear like the birds are crying? <laughs> The trees are just moving, just the wind. I can understand the level of anger they have towards us. This might be, you know, sci-fi or science fiction or one of those. But it makes sense. I can see the level of anger because they're like, you know what, I'm where I am because y'all can't get it together. I'm still waiting for you guys to get it together. But, hey, you know what? Okay. In the meantime, I'm just going to keep falling. Because that's why a lot of times you see those trees be falling. <laughs> <on> no <places. laughs> They be falling. they be, Because they're angry at us. They're waiting for us human beings. God's children. Children of the Most High God. Seated in heavenly place to get it together. Because they got it. They know what they are. They know who they are. The trees know who they are, <laughs> but we don't. <laughs> it's coming. We're going to get it together, right? We're going to get it. Amen. Amen. So, where does con- contentment? From I need to work on that word. Where is it? Where does it come from? Like, where's the origin? Or who is the founder? Who is the master of such? And that's why, like, the reason why I say the, the whole purpose of us conforming, we went, we were talking about identity, maturity. The reason for those things is because when we come into our identity, when we mature, then it would click. It would make sense to us that we are one like him, the creator. Because this is what it says. To understand self-contentment, self-contentment, we must understand it begins with the father. Make sense? And we are made of what? We are made in his image. Again, let's keep going. God is the only uncreated being he is the only one who does not depend on someone or something else amen he's not depending on none of those things he is entirely self-sufficient he is entirely self-sufficient But then, check this out. What are we to him? Who are we? So if our father is entirely, what? Self-sufficient. Then what are his children? So, but the issue about that is, there is, a lack of identity. There is a lack of maturity. We don't know. How would you know? How could you know? (laughs) You have to know. You need to know. Because, again, the things that you consider to be an issue, you need more, 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 more. It's not really a thing. It's not really an issue. The issue is you coming to know who you are into the father, the most high, because if he is self-sufficient, then whatever that he is, I am that as well. Amen. Amen. Whatever that is under his authority is also. So the father is not, he doesn't have any stress. At least the last time I checked, I know that he didn't. Never. The father is not under stress. He doesn't have any issue. He doesn't have any issues. He doesn't have any anxiety. He's not sitting around gossiping. He's not telling lies. The Father is not who we say, who as his children reflect. Amen? If we are children of the Most High God and we are in his image... So the things that we are keep saying that I need more, I need more, I need more. The issue is not so much of needing. That's not the problem. I definitely want you guys to know that the issue, the father wants us to have the most. Jesus says that I came so you may have a life more abundantly. So it's never about him wanting us to have more. Of course not. What is he going to do with all this stuff? <laughs> what is he going to do with him? Of course not. But the issue is when we come to know the fullness of who we are in him, when we conform into the image of Christ, when we know our identity, when we grow to the level that he's hoping he is desperately waiting for us to get to, then all those things, they're not considered anymore a discontent or discontentment. They're not considered as that anymore. That's not an issue anymore, you know? That's not an issue anymore because we are fully self-sufficient in him. And like we were saying, in order for you to find contentment, you have to conform into the image. We have to conform into the image. The fullness... And next week we're gonna definitely kinda of talk about once you arrive to the, to the image, which is, which would be more likely the nep, the, the weas. But for now, as you're growing, we're growing into conforming to the fullness of that. That way the things of life don't have any stronghold over our life. The issues of life will be under our feet. There won't be, you know, there won't be a thing so much about wanting, 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 but once you fully search after him, everything else will fall on your lap. Often the thing, the reason why there's so much, we're constantly after wanting more is because what we're trying to, the emptiness we're trying to fill in, we're connected with things. And the enemy has, he's a master, well, he's a master at that. He will give us just what we think we need. Or he would make us think that this is what we need to, in order to keep us in bondage. Because, you know, okay, I may not be able to get them with that, with this, but I can get them with always want more. Always not happy with the lasting, Always not, you know, you know, I want more, I want this. But when reality, once you have, once you conform into the fullness, everything else that you are seeking, you think you need, they will just fall into your lap. Right now, you're just after your self-desire, thinking you need more, but not, you don't need more. Why? Because he says that I made you, so I know what you need. Do not worry about your tomorrow. When you worry how much that, what, what is that going to do? Will that add? Will that make me move any faster? <laughs> if you say you keep wanting more, 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 now you're just going to fall into greed, But you say, he tells us, hey, you know what? Just be satisfied. Because everything you need, I already made plans to provide it to you. So the things that you think you need, you are desperately after. Those are your desire. Because everything you need, I already make provision for it. Make sense? So if everything we already need, he already made provision for it. So if we just stand still, chill out. Everything else will fall in our lap because what he says. What seek first? Seek first, right? Seek first. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Then everything else that we think we need, <laughs> what's going to happen? We'll just be added. So when we think about the formula of maturity. So, a mature children don't do, don't be complaining, worrying so much to the level where you might start creating sickness to yourself, creating harm to yourself because you think you need something so bad and you, by crying, worrying, stress, you're going to make the father move. You might end up moving before him. <laughs> And the thing is, you may not be moving to a good place. (laughs) You know, it's kind of, you know, it's not good to say what it, you might be moving before him, but not to a good place. (laughs) Because we allow things that we think the father should be giving to us or releasing on our lap. In this moment, we keep allowing those things to create stress. And part of the verse it says, in his time, in due time. In due time when the nepios child is ready, once he matures, in due time it will be released to him. But what is our job? What do you think our job should be in that season? Keep seeking. Because if the formula is already added. In due time, this will be added. I know what you need more than you need, more than you know. I created you. I know what's in your destiny. I know what's in your purpose. I created you. You didn't create yourself. And he doesn't take order from no one. When he was, when his was in eternity creating plans, where were us? Where were we? We didn't have nothing to do with it. But he released he gave us a formula. you say, "You know what? if you do all these things, everything you need is going to fall in your lap. In fact, I know more. I know what you need. I created you, and I wanted to give them to you <laughs> so don't allow the enemy don't give don't open door for the enemy to don't leave cracked doors open for the enemy to keep imparting or Dropping seeds in our mind, thinking that we need certain things, because his ultimate goal is not so much that he wants to give him, because there is no ending for him. He is, is, there is no truth. The Bible says that there is no truth in him. There is literally no truth in him. So even the things that sometimes he keeps dropping in your seeds, oh my God, I need a new car, and that's not bad to want more new car. That's not an issue. He wants us to have more. So this is what is not contentment. Well, contentment doesn't mean ignoring problem or pretend they don't exist. And I want to make that correction. I want to make that statement because when I say that not to pray for more, it's because he already knows. But nevertheless, it doesn't mean to ignore your situation. you know it's not to ignore your situation it's not to ignore your problem but it's to never nevertheless it's to rest in god in the midst of your problem it doesn't matter what's happening it doesn't matter what what is not working it doesn't matter how my family is driving me crazy i trust in him i rest on his shoulder he's in control If I remain still, He will supply. He will open the doors. He will send the right contract. He will open door that I didn't even pray for. Because He knows what we need before we can, we even fathom that in our mouth. So we're not ignoring any problem. We're not, we're not, we're not stopping praying. That's not what He's telling us. But He says, don't let those problems control your life. So, because you're pretty much telling him, "Hey, you know what? I, I I've been waiting. I, this is not happening. I need to start crying. Maybe you'll hear me louder. <laughs> I'm gonna start jumping and drop, you know, just thumping, you know, like, you know, dropping my body on the floor, just, you know, maybe." <laughs> I was gonna say something, no. <laughs> Those things won't move him. In fact, it only shows more of our <laughs> immaturity. Because <laughs> that's what little kids does. They just thumping on the floor until the parents hear them. Sometimes when you eventually you pick them up, you just have them sit down and just give them a bottle of water. <laughs> okay, just be still. <laughs> Peace be still. And Contentment doesn't mean we don't voice our opinion to the Father. He wants to hear us. Because he says what? Ask. Ask. There we go. Knock. So he's expecting us to ask and knock. So the whole concept, us saying that is not saying that the Father is not expecting us to ask. But, however, he says, because when we ask, we have to come with a level of confidence knowing that whatever we ask, it's already been given. Because we are mature children, babies ask for stuff they don't need. Mom, I need candy. Mom, I need this. Mom, I need that. Honey is going to give you diabetes. I still want it. Honey, you might get yourself hurt. Oh, I still want it. That's what babies does. But when we mature in the thing, that's the whole thing. It all line up together. We know our identity. We mature. We're growing. So when we go before him, he understands, he sees the level of maturity that's talking to him. Have you ever seen like, uh, you know, as adult, you, you know, you become an adult, you mature, you go to your parents. The conversation with your parents is completely different from when you used to be a little, you know, a little child. Some parents can be, you know, interesting. That's a whole different case scenario. <laughs> Some parents still look at you differently. That's a whole different case scenario, and that would be a whole different topic. But when we're talking about a mature adult and mature parents to the mature sons or daughter, when you're having a conversation, it's not the same way. The, the the back and forth is different. Two people if I say if I go to my dad right now, I'm a married man, I say, Father, if I not I say father, I need To borrow some money, he would not give me the same response when I used to be just in high school, because he knew that I wouldn't come to him if I didn't have a a proper need. I come to him as a mature man, as a grown man, going to him. So when he, when I go to him in that moment, it's completely different. Ninety-nine percent of the time. If he doesn't do it, it's either because he doesn't have it or, again, one of those other scenarios. If you have a different you know, type of interesting parent or relationship with them, that's something different. But nevertheless, if you're in good standing with your parents, even if you're not, as a grown man, you go before them. It's, in, it's set a different tone. So that's the perspective. That is who we are. The father sometimes, when we cry, 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 he doesn't give us. He's like, you know what? You'll be all right. After you start rolling your body on the floor, eventually you'll, you know, you get it together. You'll get up. But um, um, the reason why it's important to grow, because when we mature, heaven sees us differently. The angels see us differently. The there are times I'm like, you know what? I come in the angels. I saw. That. Well, sometimes we come in the angels, we don't see action. It's two things. Often it takes there's, it's t- happening in the spirit realm we just don't see. Or... <laughs> my, my candle is cracking me up in the back. <laughs> or... <laughs> let me see, I don't want to forget what I was trying to say. <laughs> or... They just... There's a level of maturity they're expecting us. Because, we, mind you, they're they're waiting for us to get to a level of mature where... The heavens, they recognize our voice. The same way nature, and we're talking about this realm. If nature is waiting for us to mature, can you imagine when we talk to the angels? Nature is waiting, and we still haven't been able <laughs> to set them free. <laughs> so I can only imagine sometime when we like when we say, you know what, I come in a thousands of angels. I think maybe ten girls. <laughs> I don't know if a thousand goes. McKinley probably would definitely, Apostle would definitely correct me after that, but I don't know if all thousand goes <laughs> because there is a level of maturity that there, there is a level because maturity brings us to a level different level of authority where heaven recognizes us differently. The world sees us differently. Have you ever noticed sometimes you walking into people like, you know, something about you. I used to be, in, um, when I was in college, I one time went to a, uh, a party. Uh, like, you know, college, you know, they invited me and I went. <laughs> it's funny. Um, when I got there, everybody was taking shots, you know. Yeah. Uh, everybody was taking, you know, they were doing shots and stuff. And I'm like, okay. I'm not, I'm not much of a drinker. In fact, I don't drink at all. But in the moment, I felt like it was cool. Every, the room was probably 20 full of, it was probably about 20 of us. Everybody was taking a shot. Everybody was nothing. Everybody felt it was comfortable. So because they had this tray and then there were many shots in it, everybody went and got one. I kid you not. I just gestured my hand to pick up a shot. The whole room, the whole room went silent. And the funny thing is I was still new at the school. so that they don't really know me. They really did not know me. I think I was probably at the school maybe a a month. So nobody really knows me at the school. We were still pretty much new. I kid you not. I mean they probably heard of it. I don't know. I do not know. But nevertheless the the whole room went silent. Like, Kirby! I'm like, yes, Kirby, what? (laughs) But I kid you not, It's there's this thing, because even if they don't see it, but the spirit, whatever spirit is operating in them, (laughs) the spirit realm sees them. Because there is, we all have something. We're not just, you know, neutral. We do have a spirit in us. It's either Christ or Adam, you know, which is the enemy. But (laughs) the spirit in them can identify when truth is around. The spirit within them can identify when the child of God is in the room. Often we underestimated ourselves, of course, you know, some because there is still again, we're still maturing. But the spirit realm knows you. Whether or not when you come in, ten angels go, hundred goes, or one thousand, but they still go. <laughs> but nevertheless, I it completely changed my my perspective of how sometimes we just we don't even know often who we are we're still growing into that you know so I say that to say as we're getting ready to close I brought that verse last month uh, last week when Paul says I'm going to read this is, this is Philippians 4 verse 13 this is the um, amplifying version I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and powers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. So even though with my own ability, yes, I can't do it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. But because Christ is in me, the seed of Christ is in me. I'm a child of God. I'm practicing righteousness. I'm growing in the spirit realm. Heaven recognized me as heir. He says that I'm ready to do anything and equal to anything through Him who's infused me with inner strength and confident peace. So, as children of God, we have to get to a place. Where we have to take a season. apostle quite often say that. We have to take a season in our life. Where we literally put to the side. The child of things. Because we have a destiny. We have a purpose. He called us to things. So we can't always be a forever. We can't always be dominated by the things. By our feelings. By our emotion. By every little bit of things. Because that is childlike behavior. And as we're maturing in Christ. We are to. Be at a place where we're literally making it. We're literally where we have to get to a place where we make it our mission intentionally to grow. Hey, you know what? I don't want to be like a baby anymore. I don't want to keep crying for milk. Paul says, you know what? I went to give you guys. I actually came here to give you guys solid food. Better revelation. If Paul is saying that to, to them, let alone, what is the father saying? You know what, hey, my son, I really i am trying to release your destiny in your hand. i uh, that business you've been praying for. I really want to give it over to you. Uh, but I've been trying to, every morning, every three, three o'clock in the morning, the Holy Spirit has been ministering to you. I sent my angels to minister to you. But for whatever reason, ooh, I got to take two more hours of sleep. we all have been there. <laughs> so he's like, man, I'm trying to release that over to you. You say you want it. I actually want to give it to you even more. Because that's my desire. You didn't create this. I create this. What are you talking about? <laughs> I create this plan. But for whatever reason, you don't want to mature. For whatever reason, you still... Fighting with the same old things. You're still drinking milk. By now, I really should be trying to release something greater in your lap. This thing that you've been praying for, trust me, I want to give it to you. But you're still fighting the same things about you know, the same thing. You're still going after stuff like little kids. Crying for things that they don't even need. They want, they want, they want. He's like, you know what? I need you to get to a place where you mature, where you grow, where I can release the things. Because the things that you are after, honestly, that's not what you really want. The things that you think you want, you're crying, you're depressing over. That's not what you want because the Father will not give you anything to depress over. Or unless you're not doing it his way. Because if you're fasting, if you're practicing righteousness there's no way it's not going to fall in your lap according to the right plan, according to how he desired in due time. And in the meantime, even if it doesn't happen five years later, because you're in his word, his word is life. There's enough bones in there, chicken in there, meat in there to give you strength to sustain for the next five years. So either way, Whatever you think is the issue, there's a deeper issue. The issue is he's waiting on you to grow. Amen? He's waiting for you to mature to a print where, you know what? Without even talking, when you go to his office, to his, when you call him father, this is your mature son. I'm ready for this. He's gonna talk to you like a mature son or daughter. He's not going to talk to you like you're five anymore because you're mature. You're a grown man. Don't don't talk to adults like little kids. We are his children. I'm talking about, you know, from a perspective of maturing. So this is where the father is waiting for us. That's the place he's trying to have us. That's the place he's waiting for us to arrive at. Because those, that's where the blessing is. That's where we, eventually we get to that place where we're like, hey, you know what? Where do I have it? Where do I don't have nothing? Who cares? I don't live for things. Those things will come. Because it's a byproduct of me being in the relationship with my father. Living in our household. Amen? Amen. So we're just gonna pray, actually sing that song. As I was preparing the message, the Father kept dropping that song in my spirit. It says, "Be still." It's a favorite. It's one of my favorite songs. I just love it because it goes in a place where it tells us that in our heart we have to remain still. Stillness is not based on the situation. stillness is being able to be quiet, not just with our mouth, but in our in our inner being. Amen? When we can be quiet within, then that translates differently. When our soul can remain quiet, then that translates different. That shows maturity. Because a lot of the time we, we can be quiet. We may not say anything, but our our attitude. Our inner being is saying all the bad stuff. like mm, Our fingers, our neck, everything is rolling. So as his children, we're just going to remain still. And we're just going to ask the father to have his way in our life. If you may stand with me. We're just going to ask him to work his way in our life. Amen. Father, I'm in a situation. I don't know how to handle it. Father, I thought this was the right way, but... I got to a point where in my life where I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fight my own battles anymore. This is how my family used to dealt with things. This is how my friends, my circles, that's how they used to dealt with things. Handle it by themselves. But I come to a place where I recognize that, Father, I can't and I don't want to do it alone. I don't want to handle my own situation I'm going to remain still so that you can work your ways in me. You will supply all of my needs. Amen? Father, we thank you in this moment. Hallelujah.